0: Well, what is probably the greatest intro in all of pro sports. When I hear that, when I hear that song, I'm picturing the bull running down Michigan Avenue oh, yeah. in Chicago oh, yeah. running to the United
1: Center. <laughs> Trust me. Because
0: the, the broadcast on WGN yeah, man. of the Chicago Bulls was about
1: to happen. No, No, absolutely no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Welcome back to the show, RWRC Radio, live from the UnicoBank Studios, right here on 96.9 The Ticket, Northeast Arkansas Sports Station, of course, Ritter Communications, TubeTown Channel 21, the Facebook Live, RWRCradio.com, and the TuneIn Radio app, so basically, airware. You can find us. And, uh, of course, it is a Mabry's Texas-style smokehouse free for all Friday. And the all-new Mabry's location in Walnut Ridge opens today, 11 o'clock. They'll be open till 4. Our man Bray Brooks has already uh, chimed in on the MC Express text line. And uh, he said, Mabry's opens today. Literally all the people up here are pumped. (laughs) I'm pumped. And I'm ready to kill some meat. I'll buy Walls a meal or two if he'll bring me some money. <laughs> but if you're in Randolph
0: County, Western uh Green County, Eastern Sharp County, Northern Jackson County. And of County, course Lawrence. And of course Lawrence <laughs> County. Yes. You know, if you want some of the best barbecue, and my advice On the planet. On the planet. Yes. My advice is get the pool there's the best pulled pork I've ever eaten.
1: Yeah. And uh I'm telling you, the uh the jalapeno cheese sausage. Oh yo Yo, you can thank me later Yes, and they got the egg rolls And the egg rolls have have migrated as well yeah, North yes, yes. Uh, To Walnut Ridge So uh, both locations will be open Jonesboro and of course Walnut Ridge And when you go check them out Let them know RWRC Radio sent you We've got Coach Mike Bilotto holding for us So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask Coach to hold For just one more second Because I'm going to put him on the spot yeah. As soon as we bring him on He's going to be the first one to respond to today calmer solutions gotcha hot topic of the day so if coach will hold just for a brief minute we're gonna let him chime in first when he joins us on the back in action hotline so here we go time now for the calmer solutions hot topic of the day calmer solutions 1805 executive drive is the new location Already, your camera Solutions hot topic of the day today on this lovely, lovely Maybreeze Texas-style smokehouse, free for all Friday, goes a little something like this. Which one returns first? NBA, MLB, or neither Hmm. returns? Early voting, 67% of the voting believes Major League Baseball will return first, and we are going to head to the Back in Action hotline now. And welcome to the show the head coach of A State men's basketball coach Mike Belatto what up coach
2: Yeah what's up fellas how we doing
1: Man I don't know you know if I was any better my first name be Mike last name be Belatto and uh I don't know I might be uh considering a return to wrestling
2: <laughs> You know what my back I would love to do that my heart tells me yes my back says heck no
1: and, and don't don't lie mama tells you heck no too Let's be honest
2: yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to say the real HBC of the household says absolutely not. That so <laughs> might
1: be tough. Uh, all right, so I'm putting you <laughs> on the spot. Today's Commerce Solutions hot topic of the day: Which one returns first, NBA, MLB, or neither returns? You know what?
2: Uh, um, that's a great question. I, I hate I hate to say it. I I don't know if if either uh, right now. I, I just think there's so much uncertainty. I think this, this the safety of the of the players and, and all the logistics as far as that, I think that that's more important for the, the owners and the, you know, the, the league owners and the commissioners. So I know I, I think it's going to be tough, man. I, I really do. I mean, I hope we get both back, you know, I, just to get some new sports on TV. I've watched reruns of every Seattle Supersonics finals uh, game since, uh, you know. But, I mean, I hope that that we, we get both. I think if you were to ask, me, you had me to pick one, I would think baseball is probably – Uh, in a little bit of a better situation just because they're still in the heart of their season. You know, the NBA is kind of winding down in their season, so they have to come up with something very, um, you know, unique to be able to finish. So if I had to pick one, I'd say baseball. But right now, I don't know if either are going to come back.
1: Well, Uh, and, uh, you know, obviously, Coach, you're you're in the world of sports, as we are, and uh, things have been very, very odd. And, of course, uh, you know, we talked to you way back in April and uh, actually almost – almost exactly a month ago uh it was uh, april 16th the last time you were on the show and you know it's it's crazy what can happen uh in in a calendar month of course on the recruiting side of things thing been some additions uh to to your squad and uh i'm beginning to think, coach you you may have to show up that first day you guys can get back together and and y'all may all have to have those little sticky tags on your chest that says hi my name is
2: yeah no doubt i mean we we're bringing in six new guys in this class, uh, three junior college guys and three and three freshmen so there's going to be a lot of new faces. you know the great thing about our returners is they're very informed and aware of who we're recruiting on a consistent basis. We talk to them because they're also involved with with our decision making you know usually guys come on campus and our guys get to hang out with them obviously they couldn't do that this time around, but they know exactly who who we have on our team. And we had a zoom call uh, not too long ago with, with basically everybody except one that we just signed on there. So uh, they're in constant communication. They're on a group text. So I think they have a little bit of a better, you know, uh, understanding of who e- each other is, but they haven't seen each other face to face yet, except a couple guys who were able to come on campus earlier in the season. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to, it, man, I can't wait to get those guys in the room together and, Kind of see all their faces and 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 them look back at me and us us get to our ultimate goal, which is which is winning the, the Sun Belt, uh championship.
0: Coach, we were at, had Coach Matt Daniels on the other day. We we're talking about the zooming. You know, that's the thing that that, that everybody does now. And I asked him the question about you know how effective is that, especially you know. You know, talking with the athletes about their academics, and then because you know what are they doing you know, working out and staying in shape and nutrition and all that other stuff. So how has the zooming done it? I guess there, you've had a tweak at some, but has it still been effective for you in, in working with you, with the kids and the other coaches?
2: Well, it's been good, uh, Uncle Walls. I'll say, because you get to see them kind of face to face. I always love to see my guys. you know, our offices are always open during the day, and they always stop by and hang out on my couch, you know, before they go to class or even after workouts and get to talk to them. So, it's been good to see them face-to-face. You know, there's only so much we can do because of NCAA rules and I can't actually um, you know, watch them and evaluate them while they're doing a workout. But We just got to trust that they're staying in shape, but it's always good to kind of tag them every once in a while to make sure, hey, listen, you guys got to make sure because when we get back now, it's going to be full throttle. You know, I understand you guys have been off for a couple months, but we can't make excuses, so you guys got to make sure you're doing stuff to 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 stay in shape, you know. And and I think it's been a platform that a lot of coaches have used, and to be quite frank, I think it's going to be continue to be used more than people think. You know, back in the past, you'd have to figure out a, like a Facetime group or or something like that to get everybody in that month that they go home before they come back for summer. Now, you know, you can you can have Zoom meetings with those guys and. Uh, get, get get face-to-face with them to make sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing.
1: Well, Coach, and, and let's kind of tap into that a little bit. You know, I, obviously, uh, we get questions daily about, well, well, what's it looking like? I mean, we, we just had a call to start the show and asking us, you know, when, when does it look like kids are going to be able to get back on campus and so on and so forth. How are you guys handling that with, with the uncertainty, and, and is there a tentative date in mind i mean just just kind of give an update to the listening and viewing family on the arkansas state side of things
2: well i will say first and i've said this before and this is not something that you haven't heard from me and this is absolutely true i wholeheartedly believe this i think we have the best president uh and the best athletic director in the country because they're so pro getting these student athletes back to get to their normal lives, right? So they've been uh, working extremely hard following what's going on with, you know, the the COVID-19 and seeing when it's really good time to get these guys on campus, following the, you know, kind of protocol, what other schools and conferences are doing to make sure we're in the mainstream. And I really do think I'm a firm believer that we'll have our guys back this summer. Now to give you a specific date, you know, I I don't want to say that, but I'm hoping towards the end of June uh, middle of June or probably beginning of July that we'll, we'll, we'll get things to back to semi-normal um, and getting student athletes back in, in on campus to be able to be with their teams. But again, we, we're kind of at the mercy of the NCAA too. Are they going to finally come out with, with a date? I think Mark Emmerich came out the other day and said that it's going to leave it up to the states and the schools, which I hope that's great. Uh, so we'll see. But But I really do feel that, our guys and football and volleyball and all the schools, uh, you know, all the sports that come back in the summer, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be back here. I really do it because I know how hard Terry and and Dr. Dampers are working for that. And I think that when when you, we all know you put Terry Mahaji on a project now, he goes head on. Good luck. He's going to get what, what he wants. To, you know what I mean. So I, I'm I'm fully confident that we'll have our guys back here sooner rather than later.
1: I'm going to put you on the spot again. Terry Mahajer versus COVID-19. Who you got?
2: I got Terry all day. Does he have, like, protective gear? No. I mean, we got protective no. gear covid
1: No, dude. He's eating COVID-19 oh, no. for breakfast. Like, he's just gnawing it.
2: Then, then you know what? He's going to sit in his bed and do sit-ups and push-ups so that thing's out of his body. <laughs> so I'm
0: going to take Terry Mahajer on that one. Oh. All
1: right.
0: I, I'm going to throw another curveball
1: to you. Oh, boy.
0: And, and this has sure. been a this this has been a topic for the last couple the of days. The old weeks. Uncle
1: Charlie coming from Uncle Waltz. Well
0: and and this this Sunday we get episode nine and ten. Your thoughts on the last dance the documentary. The best now, I'm very biased because I grew up in
2: this era, okay? But probably the best basketball documentary I've seen yet.
0: You know, because there's
2: those the footage you're watching, fellas, is not like Actors, it's not it is like full fledged real time. Twenty years ago, that's Michael Jordan sitting in his dressing room like talking basketball or life or whatever it is. Then it fast forwards to him in this day. And you can tell if that, that dude had any ounce of competition like we know he has, if you if you told me he had to play a one on one against somebody right now, dude probably get out there and beat some of those good players. You know what I mean? So I my son who did not, who was born in 2009, Michael had been retired for years, has been glued to that thing. And yesterday the night I tweeted, we watched the last episode, I think it was whatever, eight, and Michael talked about the hard work and how you got to get to be a great player and how you got to be a leader. All of a sudden I'm going, to, I'm going to bed and I hear the ball bouncing outside and it's 12 o'clock, you know, 11 o'clock at night. And my son is out there shooting in the dark. <laughs> and I'm like, "What are you doing, man? Get back inside! It's freezing." He's like, "Dad, I want to be like Michael Jordan." You know, it's amazing how a guy like that can have an influence on kids nowadays. That's exactly what I tweeted. Like, if you have any question of how good that guy was, if he's not the greatest of all time, then 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 you're probably not a good you know not a good sports guy. Coach, <laughs> that dude's 10, my son's ten years old. It's he's out there for it's
1: funny months. you say that because you know anytime everybody knows I'm an MJ guy. I'm a Bulls guy for my entire life. And uh, the, the way I end that whole LeBron-Michael conversation is I, I say Mike's, Mike's damn near 60. And we talk about him every single day as if he's still in the league. Like, this dude is, is legendary. You know, it's, it's not even close. Like, it's, it's by a mile. And, and what you just said was, was really key. I mean, when you talk about Aiden, he, he, he didn't see Michael play. I mean, all he has seen is what's on YouTube or what you see on, on The Last Dance and the impact that this guy has on people that, uh, that, you know, are being born today even. He'll still have an impact on them. It says a lot about Mike.
2: Oh, it's no question. And, and uh, like, even the kids now, because of this documentary now, you know, Aiden's asking me every day, where can I watch old Bulls games? I'm like the happiest guy of all time, you know what I mean? I'm trying to find it anywhere. I'm going to buy, like, the full set of his entire career, you know what I mean? Because he's watching games. He wants to watch games. Like, Dad, where can I watch him? I'm like, well, let's let's go research, buddy. I'm in my office, like, with him for two hours trying to find every game that I can. you know, because I think it's great that a guy like that, you know, everybody talks about the, the – LeB- and, by the way, I respect LeBron James tremendously. He's an excellent player, okay? So don't let, let's not for get sure. it twisted. But I will say, when you talk about – comparisons, everybody talks about offensive statistics. Michael Jordan was a defensive first team, what was it, nine times in his career. you got to put the whole package together. If you want to talk about a great player, not a great offensive player, but a great player and a winner, you got to put all the statistics on the table. And Michael Jordan not only scored 50, the dude locked down the other team's best player when the game was on the line. That, to me, is a great player, Well, the best you, of all time.
0: And, you know, the thing is, is one of the things I said before this, this thing started, I said, all you millennials out there, I want you to watch this. And what's funny, the irony of this, a lot of these millennials have messaged us back and say,
1: y- yeah, y- y- There's yeah, There's been a little bit yeah. of crawfishing going yeah, yeah, on y- now. Yeah,
0: y'all, y'all y'all right. Yeah y'all, yeah, y'all are right.
1: Yeah, life is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> After
1: they watch that. You yeah, know? it's amazing what education can do for you. When you know all the facts, it starts changing your tune yeah. a little bit. But, well, okay, speaking of facts and speaking of talking about talented players, you know, I think since the last time we spoke, Coach, uh, you guys have inked two more uh, since the last time you were on the show. Let's, let's, uh, let's talk about those two guys uh, that uh, have been inked since the last time we talked. Of course, uh, Carter Jeffries and uh, Mario Fantina.
2: Yeah, well, first, I always like to talk about the entire class real quick, just a kind of a summary. But, you know, in the early period, you signed two players in Caleb London, who was a top-five player in the state of Arkansas and led his team to a state championship game that was, uh, you know, eventually canceled because of this whole deal. Um, And then you got Marquise Davis, who who was a great player on his junior college team and led them to a regional final. Uh, Those two guys signed in early November. Then you got Keon Wesley. It was a 6'9 hybrid forward who took his school to the first ever regional championship in school's history of the program. And then North Shadow Meer, who everybody looks at, has video game numbers in prep school, uh, averaged over 27 a game and, and on, you know, close to 20 rebounds, which is phenomenal. And he did that against college-level competition as well. Now you add two more players in the late period in April uh, or in the last month. Uh, and Carter Jeffries, who was a 6'5 wing, who was a – conference player of the year uh, in his league and took his team to 20 plus wins in a regional championship uh, as well. And finally got, obviously the national tournament was canceled. And then Mario Fantina who has been the biggest surprise for us is is somebody that we kind of knew about and, and somebody that we are very close with who has got great connections over in Croatia has been telling us about the young man. We thought he was going to sign a pro contract. He's only 18 years old. They do that over there a lot. But with all this stuff going on with the pro leagues and not sure about the money and all that, he decided he wanted to go to college and, and play Division One basketball at, at a good university. We had a great connection with his people over, over there. I've coached three other Croatians in my, in my, in my time as a college coach. So we were, we were very, very blessed and lucky to be able to bring a point guard like him into our program. He just adds to a great stable of guards that we have already. Um, and, and the great thing about Mario, and I'll talk about him first, is when, when I discussed it, he, I, I told him, you need to look at our roster. You know, I, you're going to be a great piece, but you've got to understand that there's a freshman that played uh, started for me 27 games and played over 33 minutes per game. He's got three years left. And you get got an all-conference guard right next to him that's been a starter for me for four. You okay with that? And he says, Coach, my job is to come in and do whatever I need to do. I'm going to compete for playing time, but I'm going to make those guys better every day, and I want to come in there and help you guys win. That's a special kid, you know what I mean? And and, and that reminds me a lot of the same approach Terry Rozier had when he came to Louisville. Terry came over as a freshman. We had Russ Smith at the two-guard uh, or point guard position, first-team all-league player. You had Chris Jones, National Junior College Player of the Year. He wasn't scared at all, and he he played for us and contributed for us his freshman year. So Mario's going to be a special kid. And then Carter Jeffries was, again, through another contact that we had, Rick Cabrera, our assistant coach. Uh, uh Carter's head coach was Rick's assistant way back in the day at another junior college, and now he's a head coach at Parkland College. And guess what? He calls us and says, this kid's flying under the radar. I promise you if he plays in the national tournament, he's going to get some really, really high looks. You guys need to get on him. The tournament gets canceled, and, and Anthony Figueroa helps us, uh, you know, with, with the young man and tells us about Arkansas State because because he's got – a lot of uh, a lot of familiarity with with the university. His brother is actually a guy by the name of Devin Carter who played
1: mm-hmm. here.
2: So Devin said great things about us, and you can see how in recruiting things fall in place when you have great relationships with people. And uh, we were able to get those two guys. And I'm just so excited to finally get everybody here, and hopefully in June.
1: Well, coach, and we're joined by Coach Mike Balato, Hay State Men's Basketball Head Coach, on the Back in Action Hotline. You know, it, when you when you look at bringing in six guys. I mean, it's not – it's darn near half your roster, you know, at this point when we start looking at numbers. Um, I I know that you've got to be maybe even more excited – then maybe even in the past because you you've been kept away from sports uh, as long as we have with the COVID nineteen. But then when you look and you have so many new pieces coming in uh, to go with the returners that you have coming back. And speaking of those returners, I mean you got some guys that were young guys that contributed quite a bit. Um, how excited are you about this particular roster and the expectation level that you may have with this particular team? Uh
2: super, and I'll tell you why with the way that we uh, positioned ourselves with the kids that we brought in this year, if you look at our roster from top to bottom, meaning seniors all the way down to freshmen, this is the first year that our roster has a balanced class. What I mean by that is we got three seniors in Marquise, uh, Christian Willis and JJ Matthews. Then you look at our junior class and it's Carter Jeffries, Keanu Wesley and Marquise Davis. Then you got our sophomore class who was the freshman we brought in last year. You look at Avery Phelps, people who hasn't played yet, but, He's going to be really good for us. Uh, Obviously, Caleb Fields, everybody knows, and Antoine Jackson. And then you look at the freshman class, and you have Norshad, Amir, you got Mario Fantina, you got Caleb London, and people forget Malcolm Farrington was a redshirt for us, Mm -hmm. so he fits in that freshman class. So there's your 13 guys, right, and they're balanced 3, 3, 3, and 4. So finally you have – uh, a team that balance-wise you're, you're, you're not replacing a lot you know, for the future every year. You're replacing a small number, and you have a lot of returners coming back. The second thing is when you bring in six new guys and you're constructing your roster, we brought in three freshmen, three JUCO, which balance our class, like I said before. But also, do you have enough coming back that gave you significant minutes to, to that you can say, I can start these five guys tomorrow we played and feel confident that they know what we're doing? The answer to that is yes. Caleb Fields, uh, Marquise Eaton, Christian Willis, J.J. Matthews, and Antoine Jackson. If we had to play a conference game tomorrow and those guys were all healthy and in shape, and you told me I had to go against anybody, I'd start those five guys with the step of my fingers. So you you bring six guys, which is a lot, but you also have five coming back that played a ton of minutes for you. So that's experience. So when you add that together, you know what I mean, And, and with the character all these guys have, you, you you get more and more excited as I talk about it because you're bringing in great talent and you have good talent here, you have great talent on your roster currently, and when you mesh that together, you hope to have a, a real a really good team
1: well and coach you you talked about it as soon as we started this uh conversation you know you you talked about you know this is the the ultimate goal is is to win a Sunbelt conference championship. And, you know, for me, when I look at your roster, uh, you talk about the balance, and there's certainly balance, but I, I would argue, and some people may disagree with me, but I think from top to bottom, from 1 through 13, this might be the most overall talented roster that you've had since you've been here.
2: Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that. You know, obviously, it's very, very difficult to, to say until they actually get in a practice setting with you. You know, the understanding, I mean, we've done our research on the back end as far as character, intelligence, and then work ethic and talent. So those four things fit. That's why they're here. And you you really think that you have possibly literally 12, 13 guys that can compete for playing time. And that's exactly what you want on a, on a team. You know, it's going to be at a competition every day. And and the best players that perform during a, a consistent daily basis are the ones that are going to going to help you win and play so you know it's all about competition can you make each other better in practice you know can you compete against somebody else that's going to push you every day because without knowing it through all the fire and competition and all the heated uh you know smart comments that they make to each other because i want to play over him i want to win this segment or whatever it is they're making each other better and can they be better competition within themselves than they are against a team that they play against you know can you play coach always said. You want to be a championship team. Can you play 10 to 15 minutes in a high-level game with just your bench and you have a, you feel you have a shot to win the game? And, and that's about, that's always stay resonated with me because if you have your bench and you can, you have all five bench guys in the game for 15, 20 minutes or 10, 15 minutes, can you compete against the starters of another team in your league or can you win a segment of, of those 15 minutes? So that's what we're looking for, and, and we're you know I, I believe that this team can do that,
1: Coach. You and I talked a little bit uh, not long ago. It's it feels like it's forever ago uh, with with everything that's going on. But you know we had a sit down, and you know I, I talked to you about some of the things that you learned from this past season, and then obviously dropping nine of ten and and whatnot. I, I want I want to ask you. Um, what is, what is the toughest lesson you learned from last season that you're going to carry forward and use as a positive, uh, especially with this particular team uh, after we get past all this COVID-19? Well,
2: uh, Great question. Uh, as a head coach, one of the things that you always ask of your players is to be able to fight through adversity and, and be able to really not just say it but actually live it and do it. And, and one thing I learned last year was we say that to our players, boy, that's harder than you think. Because <laughs> when you're going through it with them, you know, you, you got to be able to put that face on and come in every day and practice and games and let them know that, that we're going to be okay, you know. And I learned that. I learned that no matter what the circumstances were during the month of February. Because, JC, to be honest with you, the basketball season is the longest season in college athletics. Mm-hmm. It goes for close to five months. For three and a half months, we're pretty darn good and we had a bad three-week stretch, you know. So when you look at the overall body of what you did, yeah, we, we, it was a tough ending for us. But we figured out what the problems were. We fixed that with roster changes. And we also have the right guys with talent coming in, always, you know, improving your talent. And the thing I learned most is no matter what you're going through, whether it's in life or, or with those guys, you are, you're, you're in it together. And you have to hit adversity head-on in the most positive manner you can and no matter how hard things get, understand that there are other 13 guys and three other four of the coaches and staff members that are going through it with you. It's not just you. You're not just the guy. Does everything fall on the head coach? Absolutely. Do we take responsibility for it? I I, I take responsibility for everything that happens in my program, good and bad, but we're in it together and you gotta make sure you, you lead them in the right direction by action, not by words only. You gotta do it by action. And that's the thing I learned over the last month. You gotta continue to do it by action. You know, we say that we went through a tough stretch, but we go on the road at Georgia Southern and win a big game on senior night, and they were pretty good. So that shows that 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 fire is still there. We're doing things the right way.
1: Well, coach, uh, I think we could probably talk for the rest of the show. Uh, we got the top of the hour break coming up but man it's it's great catching up with you man and I cannot wait uh to get in there and get into first national bank arena and and see these guys and uh seeing you guys get to get your uh your hands and knowledge on them uh man it's uh it's it's gonna be fun but in the meantime uh you guys uh be safe and uh hopefully uh we'll get to see you sooner rather than later
2: thanks fellas have a great Friday man all right talk to you guys soon
1: see you coach see you yeah, lots, lots of knowledge, and before you know it, we blink, and it's been 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 30 minutes with Coach Bilotto, and we got the top of the hour mandatory break. We got a hit. Uh, and then, of course, coming up 11.05, we'll kick off hour number two with Dr. Jeremy McElroy and spend a minute with Dr. Mac as well. But lots of knowledge coming from uh, from uh, Coach Mike Bilotto. And this team, on paper, is all I got right now. I can't, I can't tell you a whole lot. On paper, what I got. It's intriguing. I'll say that. Top of the hour break now. I used to go to dinner, to take the girl to see Tiny Briggins, Earl the Pearl, and Will.